Welcome to the My Rules Are Better podcast, I'm Tom Barbelay, and yes, I'm recording a podcast on Christmas Day. In between the unwrapping of the presents, the breakfast, and the Christmas dinner, I've been able to steal away for a few minutes in order to record this podcast. And truth be told, I've been suffering from a bit of a virus, so hopefully I won't ramble on too much in this podcast, but I'm just in the period of time where I'm getting over the virus and working my way out of various kind of fever-drenched mindsets, which is always interesting when you create rule sets. I've been reading a lot about and viewing a lot of stuff associated with the Chechen Wars, and yes, you may have noted that in the last podcast recording I referenced the first Chechen Wars, and that is going to be one of the three rule sets I want to create this year. So I'm going to actually work my way through creating a 28mm Chechen rule set for skirmishes, a 15mm American Civil War rule set, and also a crossover Fantasy Dark Ages rule set again for 15mm. So they're the three rule sets that I'm going to look to write this year, and I'm going to utilize this podcast as a means of talking about it after I've discussed some of the dice strategies and some of the patterns that I will use. But I've been thinking a lot about how to actually describe dice strategies and patterns, and that was certainly filtering in and out of my virus-laden dream state while I was contemplating how to accurately describe the first Chechen wars and why it is a superior, or at least I would argue a superior time period to create a rule set on versus, say, the second Chechen wars. And the fact that I can say second Chechen wars without stumbling over it is indicative of the fact that my virus-laden mind is on the road to recovery. I wanted to talk a little bit today about the first dice mechanic that I use in the Just Plain Chaos rules, and that relates to the generation of statistics. It's a dice mechanic that I've not seen anywhere else, and folks who are listening in that are familiar with a greater number of rule sets may have seen this dice mechanic elsewhere. Please feel free to contact me, barbalea at gmail.com, bravo alpha romeo, bravo alpha lima echo tango at gmail.com if you've seen this dice mechanic used elsewhere. The dice mechanic is as follows. The player rolls three six-sided dice, these numbers are recorded, and then the player chooses two dice to turn face up, which means that basically you end up with seven minus the first dice roll on each of those dice. So you then have five numbers, which are really a combination of two numbers and a third, and then you add two to one of those numbers and one to the remainder of those numbers. And then you can select any one of those numbers to be the various statistics in the game. What this creates is an evening out of the starting player statistics. It's impossible, actually, with this dice mechanic to have very powerful characters in a number of different areas. And you might consider what I actually mean when I say you can pick any two of the numbers. So, for example, if you rolled a one, a three, and a five, you could potentially turn over the three and the five, you wouldn't have to turn over the one and the three. So it is an interesting mechanic because it gives the player an opportunity to pick lower numbers as well, if that is what they so choose. I've tested this quite a bit and the potential to downplay things like appearance in the Just Plain Chaos rules is an important dynamic that I wanted to allow uh, folks to utilize if that's the way they wanted to play it. So there's nothing explicitly there that says you've got to try to maximize the numbers by turning over the lowest two, you could turn over the highest two and have an equally interesting mechanic. And the ability to add 
two to one of the rolls and one to the remainder of the rolls means that the player again has a choice to boost up one of those an additional point and still maintain the mechanic associated with the dice being relatively even. If you just play with this idea, uh, if you roll three dice and play with the dynamics associated with this, you'll see that it's a relatively evening out method, which produces no characters with high statistics in all areas. And I think it's a very powerful mechanic compared to, for example, first, second, I don't know about third edition, but the three D6 rolls that we used for the creation of statistics in D&D. Now, we'll talk a little bit about dice statistics, but if you do the math, the distinction between rolling a three on three six-sided dice and rolling an 18 on three six-sided dice, there's a one in 216 on both ends of that. So both are highly unlikely, yet the number of D&D characters that you've seen and some of the D&D rules, the house rules would be roll five dice and pick the top three, those kind of things. Yeah, that was certainly a way of creating far more beefy characters than would be necessary through most of the games that I would like to play. And I think what I've talked about earlier in this series was the notion of creating characters that filled in various gaps, but not creating super characters that fill in all possible gaps. What you want in any kind of role-playing game, even a role-playing game where you're playing just two people playing, the the game's master and the uh, player, you want the player to have implicit weaknesses that they're going to have to play into. They're going to have to work out strategies around. And certainly the stats in Just Playing Chaos were designed to create characters that would have to work together in some kind of broader community. And that was a very important mechanic. So now we've talked a little bit about that as a means of statistics. I wanted to look at two different methods associated with rolling six-sided dice. The first is you roll two dice and you add the numbers together. And the second is you roll two dice and you take the highest of those two dice rolled. And this creates non-linear statistical probabilities. So let me try and describe this without dwelling too much on any mathematics. If you roll a single dice, that is the closest thing to linear that you're going to get because there's a relatively even probability. We won't talk about six and one, but there's a relatively even probability of each of those numbers coming up. But as soon as you put in an additional mechanic, like roll two dice and pick the higher one, or roll two dice and add the numbers together, you're starting to get into dynamics, which in one case produces a forced around the center mechanic. And in another case, the probabilities are actually really good when you roll two dice and you pick the higher two, which is why in D&D with house rules, when you used to roll five dice and pick the top three, you were getting distinctly different rolls, distinctly different characters that would have been generated if you just roll three dice and added those numbers together. So let's talk a little bit about where you would use each of these things. In the Just Plain Chaos rule set, the multiple dice rules picking the top dice are utilized primarily in combat. They're utilized primarily in short-range firing circumstances and also as a means of ramping up skills. So, for example, the house rules covering sniper rifles, rifles, and submachine guns. In close range, 
a sniper rifle, a rifle, or a submachine gun will normally have one dice rolled where the roll needs to be four to six to be a hit. However, if you have the skill associated with this, this is a firearm skill relating specifically to sniper rifle, rifle, or submachine gun, you'll get to roll two dice and pick the top one. And if you have the advanced case, you'll get to roll three dice and pick the top one. So in that circumstance, you really are almost sure to hit. And this is also done at standard range and long range. However, at standard range, you're rolling two dice, adding one if you have the skill, adding two if you have advanced. And at long range, you have three dice to start off with, adding one more if you have the skill, and two more if you have advanced. Let us explore what happens when you roll just a single dice, but you then roll two dice or three dice, and you pick just the highest roll of one of those dice. What happens to the percentage compression? So how to describe the mathematical patterns of what goes on here. If you roll one dice, you have roughly a sixth chance of rolling any of the numbers. But if you roll two dice and you pick the highest, your likelihood of rolling a five or a six becomes considerably greater. If you roll three dice and you pick the highest, your likelihood of rolling a six is at about 42%. So you've got a really high probability there of rolling a six. What you could do with this is, for example, in the Just Playing Chaos rules, as you add a dice, it is equivalent to adding experience. And the roll required to hit for close range is a four to a six, rolling one, two, or three dice and picking the highest. So in the statistics that I've presented, that would be uh, four to six is three thirds in the first case to get that, which is half. When you roll two dice, you're dealing with 81%. And with three dice you're dealing with 87.5%. So the probability increases dramatically as you add an additional dice. How can you use this in a game mechanic? Well, when you're talking about skills and improvement of skills, it's a very good dynamic to actually use. Now, this is from 4 to 6. You might want to make it from 5 to 6 or even just rolling a 6 in this case. But you get that rough probability sense as you add more dice, it'll become closer and closer to the probability of actually rolling a 6. In the circumstance. So if you think of this dynamic, in what kind of circumstances do I want to utilize this thing in a game? Well, one of the easiest ways is when you have a lot of people doing a lot of the same thing. There, obviously, the ideal situation is that you roll multiple dice, one dice for each of these people, and those that get above a certain amount either get a hit or get something advantageous from that. That's a very useful dynamic. But you could also use it where, for example, there is a possibility of only half the number of hits that are rolled, but each of them gets two dice to hit, to improve the probability of the hits occurring. And these kind of dynamics need to be thought about in the general gameplay, because it gives an indication of the way uh, in which more than likely probability, and when I say more than likely, I'm talking about more than 50% probability, is going to be something that is useful in your game. Let us look at another dynamic, which is associated with rolling two dice and adding those numbers together, which is actually the mechanic that's used for standard range in the Just Playing Chaos rule set. It's also used, as people will note, for finding where the bullet hits on the body. And here I have leg, body, arm, head, and then you have the left or right, which you roll on a d6 in order to get. But this actually is a slightly broken mechanic, and it's a slightly broken mechanic because the headshot 
is a 1 in 36 probability. So if you think about rolling two dice, each of the dice have 1 to 6 possible numbers. So there's 36 possibilities. You multiply the two sixes, uh, and you have 36 possibilities. Now, only one of those possibilities will be two sixes. So out of 36 possibilities, only one will be what is needed to score a headshot in the game. And that actually turned out to be slightly too infrequent. Now, it's amazing when one occurs. And in part, it's also designed to simulate new recruits or green recruits, which is very much what the Just Playing Cast Rules is about. But when I was starting this rule set, I spent a lot of time looking at probability distributions around headshots and other body shots based on point of aiming and things like breezes and a wide variety of other effects, which meant that I had a number of game dynamics, particularly as the player became more advanced, associated with how to pick out what would constitute a headshot. And in the Just Playing Chaos rule set, the headshot dynamic is not particularly good. It's something which doesn't happen with the frequency. I've had a, a player give feedback, which I've also considered, that if a player takes an additional turn to fire a shot, maybe they can have slightly more advantageous headshot rules. And I think certainly the rule set is weak here and could be expanded further to look at the probability dynamic of the headshot here specifically. So that's another interesting situation where I've used there the additive mechanic, which produces more probability and you can easily draw a six by six array and just put the numbers in associated with what it looks like. But you end up with moving very heavily towards seven, uh, seven being the highest probability, and then back as you move towards 12 in terms of the probability. So heavily centered around seven, um, obviously, you know, six, eight, as they go down, the probabilities drop off to just one in 36 for a two or a 12. And these are ranges which you may want to consider for a variety of different dynamics in your game, particularly associated with things where you want to resolve or move towards an average case. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a future podcast recording. But just think about what you do when you roll two dice and add the numbers together is what you have here is a high likelihood that the seven is going to be what is the sum. Uh, and then it falls away, basically, as you move to two or 12 on the other end. And certainly in the Just Playing Chaos rule set, when I was generating this, I was originally thinking of using a D12 for these rolls, which is why it has some of the appearance that you'll see in the rule set. I think I probably touched on enough mathematics today uh, and probably burdened you too much. And I also need to think about how I review and revise this discussion of mathematics going forward. I think I might use a different method to describe some of these elements uh, in a future recording. But I also wanted to spend a bit of time talking about playtesting, which I think is another important factor that I want to go into at some length. So I have said this before, I will say it again. The way this podcast gets out is through word of mouth. If you like what I'm doing in this podcast, if you like the ideas and the concepts that I'm floating here, if you'd like to hear more, please get in contact with me, barbelay at gmail.com. But really importantly, if you like what I'm doing, tell other people about this podcast, because that's how word will get out. And that's how the podcast will grow and improve. Thank you very much for putting up with my slightly virus recovery mind state. I just wanted to put some audio out to 
Give some ideas to spark some interest, perhaps, in your creating of games. Tom Barbley and San Jose signing out.